serving the great state of Montana. From the peaks of the Beartooths to the banks of the Clark Fork River, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. So uh, Congressman Dan Crenshaw down in Texas shared this video. Uh, I, di- I didn't know that Dan Crenshaw, I guess he lived in Ecuador uh, when he was a kid. His dad wor- uh, had uh, worked in the oil industry. His dad took a job there, uh, in uh, an oil job there for a year and a half while he was in uh, middle school. So he, he lived down in Ecuador. Who else? What, one of our other listeners has spent, I think David Noble spent some time down in Ecuador, if I remember right as well. Uh, did you guys see this video? Uh, basically, you have a, a TV news station uh, that was completely overtaken. You had a cartel gunman basically totally take this, uh, this place over. Uh, Dan Crenshaw says this, right now Ecuador is experiencing an all-out cartel takeover. They're executing hostages, taking over prison and, uh, prisons, and stormed a news station on live TV. Uh, and then, of course, there were a lot of great uh, re- replies uh, to that post that he shared uh, via X.com as well that were saying, hey, man, that same stuff's happening in America right now uh, because of the cartels. You know, you, you, you see this video and you see what's happening not just down in Ecuador but here in America. And it's like the Biden administration is completely destabilizing the entire Western Hemisphere with what they're doing right now. They're destabilizing the entire Western Hemisphere. Uh, and, and but but more importantly to us, they're destabilizing America. Uh, that's what what we should be concerned about here first. You probably saw this story yesterday. Bill Malusian, the great uh, uh, Fox News reporter who's been covering the invasion on our southern border and more, he shared this report. Students in New York City are being kicked out of their high school and pushed into remote learning in order to temporarily house almost two thousand illegal aliens. Can you imagine if if today, if you're if you're a parent, you have kids in school, you remember what it was like. So, so of course, you can imagine this. You remember what it was like when you told when when you found out, maybe even at the last minute, hey, we're shutting down the schools. You got to so figure out what you're going to do with your kids. Oh, we're going to do remote learning and uh, we'll give them these tablet things. And, uh, you know, remote remote learning worked so well. For for uh, for all these kids uh, during the COVID nineteen nonsense that yeah remote learning no big deal for these New York City school kids right could you imagine if you as a parent right now remember, remember the phone calls we'd get from people that are like you know hey, single parents are like I, I gotta go to work and you know grandparents who who actually might have been concerned about the virus who were like well I, I guess we're gonna take care of the kids and figure this thing out but there were there were there were working families that had no backup plan and it was just thrown in their lap. But that is now being forced upon New York City families uh, because their kids are being kicked out of school so that illegal aliens can move in instead. Uh, and, and they're getting close now. You've got a, uh, a, a Democrat governor asking residents to house some of these illegal aliens amid this growing shelter crisis. And, it, and it's like, wow, uh, how, so, how, so, how long before they start forcing Americans to provide quarter? for these foreign invaders, for these foreign troops, right? Uh, But, hey, this is what New York City voters voted for. You voted for this. You keep voting for the Democrats. Here is your Montana News. Representative Matt Rosendale has submitted articles of impeachment against Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin. This action stems from much more than just the recent absence for medical reasons. As we know, an official can be impeached for high crimes and misdemeanors. 
Colerate reports that Rosendale is pursuing Austin for endangering national security. This has been prompted mainly by the China spy balloon incident last January and February. Rosendale points to a documented timeline that shows the administration's knowledge of the balloon days before its infamous flight over Montana and the continental U.S. He alleges Austin intentionally withheld knowledge of the aircraft from the American people. Quote, this is a problem with the confidence we are losing in our institutions right now, Rosendale said to Caller 8. The leaders are not telling us the truth about what's taking place, unquote. That's the Montana News Minute. I'm Travis Lee. Here's a look at your real weather for Billings and Bozeman. With mainly cloudy conditions today and some snow showers, especially this afternoon. Any accumulations looking to stay less than an inch by tonight. High temperature readings will otherwise stay from around 27 in Bozeman to 33 in Billings. For tonight, snow showers with an inch or two possible in some areas, with low temperatures back to about six above in Bozeman to about four above in the Billings area. This is weatherology meteorologist Paul Trombley. This is where Montana talks. Montana talks with Aaron Flint. You know, I made this point about Ecuador and how the Biden uh, tester regime is destabilizing the entire Western Hemisphere. Although, El, remarkably, El Salvador has been doing better because they actually have a tough on crime, a, a guy cracking down on gangs leading their country. Uh, he, he's also uh, been a pro-Trump guy as well. Imagine that. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, it's just crazy. But, you know, hey, we can, we can talk about this crazy story out of Ecuador and what the drug cartels are doing there. But look at what the drug cartels are doing here. Look at what they are doing right here in America. This was a story that I, uh, I think I mentioned this earlier in the week, but this story certainly uh, deserves more attention. And uh, hats off to the Billings Gazette for covering this story uh, over the, over the weekend, because um, you know I've I've knocked a lot of folks in the in in the media for for not mentioning cartel, for not mentioning uh, southern border related stories, uh, or downplaying. Uh, the 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 influence of the drug cartels uh, here in Montana and so but anyway this was a headline that came out uh, a few days ago now came, came out I think it was over the weekend so some of you might have missed it prominent crow education leader involved in vast drug conspiracy connected to a cartel a former dean of academics at Little Bighorn College has been named a ringleader of a vast drug conspiracy connected to a cartel. Frederica Lefthand of Lodgegrass pleaded guilty on August 23rd to possession with intent to distribute meth and to conspiracy to commit money laundering, according to a press release from the U.S. Attorney's Office. She'll be sentenced on March 7th of 2024. Beginning in 2007, Lefthand served as the Dean of Academics at Little Bighorn College on the Crow Indian Reservation from 2001 to 2007, she worked at Montana State University in Bozeman as part of the Caring for Our Own program, which helps to support native nursing students. The woman who is accused of basically working with the Mexican drug cartels to run a drug conspiracy, 
uh, was helping a native nursing program at Montana State University in Bozeman. Apparently, uh, her brother, Wendell Left Hand, also pleaded guilty for his role in the conspiracy. He was previously an adjunct professor at Little Bighorn uh, College. The evidence provided as part of a large indictment, which includes the left hands along with 14 others, indicates that the Montana ringleaders of this drug enterprise were Wendell and Frederica Left Hand. You know, we've uh, we've been talking about how these open borders have been deliberately targeting our reservations. In fact, Lodgegrass, Montana in particular. You guys probably heard me say it on a few different occasions. I, I told you at least over a year ago uh, that, that friends of mine that, that – uh, that are, are well-connected in the Lodgegrass community that are down there helping people in the midst of this uh, Mexican drug cartel-fueled crisis, that they that they were telling me, they're like, yeah, like, and, and like law enforcement sources that said, yeah, the drug cartels were basically op, op, you know, operating with, uh, you know, basically unchecked uh, in, in the Lodgegrass area, and, and, and they deliberately target our reservations. And so, you know, again, isn't this just, you think about this, you, you hear you've got New York City school kids and working class parents, working class parents that their kids are being kicked out of school, their kids are being forced into remote learning. And, you know, you think about this, like here in Montana, I, I have a short commute to get to work. Now, thankfully, it's oh dark 30 in the morning. So there's, you know, not much traffic on the road to begin with. So that helps out. But you think about these people in New York City that some of them have to ride a subway or a bus for a really long amount of time just to get to work. Then they got to be stuck on the bus or on the on the subway for a really long ride to get back from work. And they probably can't just sneak home for lunchtime, check in on the kids, you know, let the dog out, uh, maybe have some food so they can save money instead of going out to eat because of the inflation that we're seeing under Joe Biden and John Tester. But no. And. And so, so they've got probably just a miserable day to day schedule. I, I think about how how blessed I am to where like you know like, even though I'm very busy and it seems like with a show like this you never get a break from it. You're working uh, almost every hour of the day because there's always people trying to call you. There's always people messaging. There's always stuff in the news that you feel like you got to stay on top of. Eventually, you just got to put your phone in another room and just not even look at it. Um, but you know what? Like, hey, I. I can, you know, especially since I get up really early in the morning to do a show like this, I can, you know, go let the dog out. I can go be there when the kids get home, pick them up if I need to, go to the gym if I want to, or maybe take a nap if I, if it's one of those, one of those kind of days or weeks after getting up at, at Odark 30. But you think about these people that have these miserable work schedules in New York City, and, and now they're sitting here thinking, how are my kids, what are my kids going to do all day? And they probably don't live in the safest neighborhoods either. And then you've got these, these, you know, these, you know, oftentimes criminal element that comes with the illegal alien crowd that's roaming the streets while their kids are going to be roaming the streets because they're not in school, because illegal aliens kicked them out of their high school. No, because Democrat officials kicked them out of their high school. But but again, who has been more likely to vote for Democrats and, and vote for the people that are causing the harm in their own communities? New York City folks. Vote Democrat in big numbers. They're getting what they voted for. The, the Mexican drug cartels and the wide open southern borders targeting our reservation communities in particular. Where is the percentage vote for Democrats like liberal Senator John Tester the highest? Uh, tragically, in our reservation communities, the very communities that are being hit the hardest by liberal Senator John Tester's policies. Uh, so anyway, much like black voters are starting to flee the Democrat Party, 
Uh, I hope there's more and more of our friends uh, uh, in the Native community that start fleeing the Democrat Party as well. Uh, because I'll tell you what, it's just this is just absolute insanity what is going on right now. Not just in New York City, not just in Ecuador, but right here in Montana. Well, this is the global warming they've been warning us about, or lack thereof anyway. Uh, yeah, it's going to get really cold later this week. I don't know if you'd call it a polar vortex or a Hudson low, whatever you want to call it. There's going to be parts of Montana that will never get above zero uh, potentially later this week uh, for a 24-hour stretch of time. So you might as well just stay in, listen to your radio, and heat things up by calling in to Montana Talks. We take it statewide from 9 to 10. It's the show where you get to talk. Good morning, everybody. It's time for your Daybreak Egg Report. I'm Russell Nimitz, and thanks for being with us here on the Western Egg Network. Well, this year, the mile-high city of Denver, Colorado, is hosting the 2024 American Sheep Industry Association Annual Convention. And our coverage this year is sponsored by the American Lamb Board, which invites everyone to attend Lamb Summit 2024, taking place July 24th through the 26th on the campus of the University of Idaho in Moscow. Registration opens up on March 1st. For more information and to get registered, visit lambboard.com. Well, here in Denver... ASI President Brad Boner out of Glenrock, Wyoming, told me that the stronger lamb market here of late has certainly put some smiles back on the faces of producers. Yeah, we, we had a, a good rebound in uh, 2023 in the lamb market out of its um, doldrums that we experienced in 2022 and, and a much needed bounce back up. And so it's good that that happens. You know, these markets are always volatile and we live with volatility every day, and but it's always good when we're on the right side of the volatility. He says some of that volatility stems from lamb imports, and that's why ASI took a real hard look last year at a possible trade case against Australia. So that went on. The, about a five-month investigation took place, uh, economic study, uh, surveys of our producers about what they'd experienced over the last three years, so it was, it was a real in-depth investigation into into what uh, what imports uh, were doing uh, at, over the last three years in the U.S. And like other organizations, he says the farm bill is important to the U.S. sheep industry, especially since it includes the funding of the Wool Trust. Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a funding level that provides stability to us that we can count on year after year, you know, and, and so... Uh, hugely important to us and uh, we we're just really tickled with uh, with our, our ability um, and, and credit to our to the, our people in DC that uh, that we were able to get that across the finish line into the extension at least we hope now that in this upcoming year that we can finish the farm bill and, and get the full five-year extension that we need and all of agriculture is waiting for now to check out more of ASI's legislative priorities you can visit sheepusa.org Stay with us. We'll have more egg news right after this. Ranchers, it's bull buying time. And Redland Angus is your source for range cab, range raised, aged advantage calving age genetics. Saturday, January 20th, 96 of the thickest, easiest flushing Cavinese bulls you'll find anywhere sell at Buffalo Livestock, Buffalo, Wyoming. Remember, a ranch's profit all starts with a live calf. Sale time is 1 o'clock, also carried live on Northern Livestock Video. 
For more information, visit RedlandAngus.com or check out their Facebook page. Need some help with developing your agricultural risk management? If you're a Farm Bureau member, StoneX offers exclusive discounts on agricultural price risk management tools. This includes customized commodity marketing plans, powerful data management solutions, financial execution products, market insights, and education. StoneX is involved in trading commodities like livestock, oil seeds, and grain, dairy, and a whole lot more. Learn more about StoneX and all Montana Farm Bureau benefits at Save You Money at mfbf.org slash benefits. Well, a leaked memo outlining mediation options for the lower Snake River dams has agriculture once again sounding alarm bells. That's because the proposed changes to the river system in particular, the breaching of the dams would have a dramatic impact on the entire ag industry in the region. For the Western Ag Network, I'm Russell Nimitz. This is where Montana talks. Montana talks with Aaron Flint. All right, let's see. We got some messages already coming in on our Montana Talks app this morning. Tim and Billings uh, talking about the New York City school kids that are forced into remote learning because that worked so well. Uh, are they've been kicked out of their classrooms, forced into remote learning to make room for illegal aliens? Uh, no joke. I'll play the Fox News story for you here in a few minutes if you haven't heard it already in one of the news breaks. But uh, Tim and Billing says this. Maybe those parents and kids can learn to code together. Seems like that's the Democrat solution to everything. Uh, yeah. yeah. It, it, except for when journalists uh, lose their jobs. So-called journalists lose their jobs. They, they don't like to lecture them with the uh, learn to code hashtag. That's what journalists and the media do and, and uh, the Democrats do. Whenever hardworking men and women that actually, you know, power this country with coal mines and more, they, they lecture coal miners about that kind of stuff. They, they never would dare stoop at, at lecturing their own folks with those same types of things. Uh, but uh, speaking of uh, this invasion on our southern border and the disastrous uh, impacts it's having all across the country, uh, Montana's Attorney General Austin Knutson, he's actually testifying in the U.S. House of Representatives today during the impeachment proceedings against Department of Homeland Security, uh, Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. Now, I think that hearing starts around 8 o'clock. I, I had to kind of laugh at myself because I, I had emailed the attorney general staff. I said, hey, what time is the hearing? And, you know, hey, maybe we can play the audio live on the show. Do you guys have a link to the hearing? <laughs> and then I, I'm i looking at the press release in front of me. It's like, oh, yeah, they sent us a press release that uh, that has all those details, including uh, the link for the uh, for the live uh, hearing stream. So uh, I'll, I'll try to cue that up for you later on this morning in the 8 o'clock hour so we can maybe roll some of that live for you. But uh, I had to laugh. I was like, oh, yeah, they... Check your email. It's buried there in, uh, you know, 100 other emails. But you'll find it. Uh, you'll find it eventually. So, uh, yeah, no, that's something we want to do later today. I did see Politico's playbook in their uh, a newsletter published this morning. They had some excerpts, uh, some advanced uh, copy of of what the attorney general is, is, is going to say in part later this morning. Uh, and uh, Attorney General Austin Knutson uh, apparently is, is prepared to say this. Secretary Mayorkas has violated his oath to defend the homeland and uphold the Constitution by repeatedly disregarding the laws passed by Congress to that end. 
He has instructed the men and women of his department to violate congressional mandates and circumvent court orders issued after states like Montana have taken the drastic measure of filing suit against the federal government to stop the madness at the southern border. Uh, he also uh, had a specific line, has a specific line here about about Secretary Mayorkas violating his oath of office and why he must be held accountable. So anyway, the best attorney general in the uh, in the uh, the United States of America, Montana's attorney general, Austin Knutson, on Capitol Hill later this morning. I'll uh, talk about that a little bit more here in 60 seconds after this Fox News update. I'm Chris Foster. The fifth Republican presidential debate tonight is just between Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley. In Des Moines, Iowa, there's also a Fox News-hosted town hall with former President Trump. Haley did one of those Monday, Governor DeSantis last night. Donald Trump's running for his issues. Nikki Haley's running for her donors' issues. I'm running for your issues, your family's issues, and to turn this country around. And that's my sole focus. The Iowa caucuses are on Monday. The House Homeland Security Committee holds a hearing this morning about impeaching Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. A group of state attorneys general from Oklahoma, Missouri, and Montana will testify about how the ongoing migrant crisis has impacted their states, despite not being located near the southern border. Fox's Ryan Schmelz in D.C. Two other House committees are debating a resolution today to hold the president's son Hunter Biden in contempt for defying the subpoena. America's listening to Fox News. As you guys know, I'm a big fan of Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and what he's done and what he continues to do in the great state of Florida. And I look forward to see him on a presidential ticket down the road. But I would I would respectfully disagree with with what he just slightly with what he just said right there in that Fox News update where where he said uh, uh, Donald Trump is running because of his issues. My immediate maybe you had the same reaction I did. I said Donald Trump's issues our our issues his issues are our issues. And I know you guys know exactly what I'm saying here. Meaning that the, the deep state and the weaponized government that has been used to target Donald J. Trump is the very same weaponized federal government that is being weaponized against the American people. Not being weaponized against illegal aliens invading this country. Not being weaponized against the thousands of Chinese citizens that are invading this country. Or Russians, or Yemenis, or Iranians. No, it's being weaponized against you and me and the American people. Peaceful uh, pro-life protesters. Catholic church attendees. So... So when Donald Trump is fighting because of, of what they have done to him, he's also fighting because of what they are doing to you and what they want to do to you. Uh, so I, anyway, just wanted to make that point just to, you know, with initial reactions after that Fox News update there. Back to Attorney General Austin Knutson uh, working to hold Alejandro Mayorkas, the Secretary of Homeland Security, accountable later today. Uh, I saw briefly Jonathan Turley, uh, constitutional uh, lawyer Jonathan Turley, he uh, he is kind of throwing water, uh, throwing cold water on the uh, Mayorkas impeachment inquiry. He's saying, look, you can't just impeach people because of policy differences. Again, I would respectfully disagree with Jonathan Turley, a fan of Jonathan Turley's work, but I would respectfully disagree with him here once again. Alejandro Mayorkas is not being impeached because of policy differences. The policies are clear. The laws are clear. He is ignoring the law. He is ignoring the courts. He is violating his oath of office. He is responsible for this treasonous invasion on our southern border. And Attorney General Austin Knutson and House Republicans are working to hold him accountable and rein him in. 
Uh, Attorney General Austin Knutson, apparently in his uh, opening remarks before uh, the Congre- before Congress this morning, is going to say this. The framers understood that impeachment is an appropriate response if members of the executive branch abdicate their duties or statutory responsibilities. The conclusion is clear. Secretary Mayorkas has violated his oath of office and the consequences have been dire. You don't think the consequences have been dire because of Mayorkas's actions here for refusing to follow law, for refusing to follow policy? Tell that to the families in New York City whose kids just got kicked out of school. Tell that to the people that are being killed by illegal aliens already invading this country. Tell that to the people in Lodgegrass, Montana, that were the victims of the of this drug cartel drug ring operating in their own stinking schools, for Pete's sake, with a so-called education leader running the drug cartel drug conspiracy on the ground. This is the Montana Economic Minute. So let's just do the arithmetic. Humans pump out about 40 billion tons of CO2 into the atmosphere every year, give or take. Add that up over history, and that cumulates to about 2.2 trillion tons. It would take about 55 years to get back to pre-industrial levels if we somehow went to zero emissions today. That should tell us at least two things. Adaptation to higher temperatures is inevitable. In fact, compared to the cost of carrying out anything close to what that simple calculation calls for, it's undoubtedly desirable. The other thing it should tell us is this. Mitigation is the key part, perhaps the only really effective part, of any carbon reduction strategy. And the economics supports this as well. By this, I mean spending to remove CO2 from the atmosphere, either at the point of its release or generally, as well as other steps to neutralize the weather effects of CO2 in the atmosphere today, which may include large-scale seeding, clouds, and the like. I'm Patrick Barkey. Brought to you by the University of Montana Bureau of Business and Economic Research. Yeah, I thought Paul Mushaven asked a really good question here. You know, we allow all sorts of gambling in Montana. So why don't we allow every form of gambling in Montana? I thought it was a good question raised by Paul Mushaven. You can see that story on our Montana Talks website, uh, plus our chat with the National Weather Service and how long the cold air is going to stick around. And you can look inside the historic home in Helena that Governor Greg Gianforte is donating to the state, montanatalks.com. This is where Montana talks. Montana talks with Aaron Flint. All right, let's jump right into the phone lines here. 406-294-0970, or you can message us on our Montana Talks app. Jim and Malta kicking things off this morning. Jim, great to hear from you. What's going on? Hey, good morning, my friend. How are you? Doing great. Great to hear from you. Yeah, yeah pleasure to talk to you as always. Uh, uh <clears throat> Just wondering how many of those uh, officials that are promoting that, uh, perhaps taking the uh, illegal aliens that have uh, come into the country, violated uh, federal law, um, not been vetted into their homes, uh, you know, lead by example. Show us, bring them into your home um, Give them a nice, warm place to stay, and I'm sure you know the the, the Russians, the Chinese, the uh, <clears throat> folks from the sandbox that uh, haven't been vetted. Um, 
I'm sure that they, they would be tripping over themselves to welcome into their homes. What do you think? Yeah, well, I, you know, apparently uh, the, the the mayor of New York City has uh, has some very close connections in the country of Turkey, so maybe he could uh, welcome some of the Turkish illegal aliens into his home in particular. Remember, he got in trouble for some apparently some campaign contributions from there. But no, that's that's a great point. You know, uh, who was it? Who was saying this earlier this morning? I think we actually have the audio for you. But somebody was making a great point. Um, well, for, oh, first off, it's, it's funny that you're calling in from Malta because I was actually going to joke about yesterday's show. Did you hear? Uh, uh, apparently, what a uh, one of the big Democrats in town. Uh, she she called me a bully after the show yesterday. I, I was like, what did I say that that she thought uh, I was being a bully? And and I was like, maybe it was something John Jackson said because he's he's pretty wily. But uh, but that. So I was like, is it something about the governor's mansion? Because, see, we were talking about the governor's mansion and uh, and somebody messaged in, you know, well, when the Democrats take over the governor's mansion, they're going to turn it into illegal alien housing. And I said, uh, I said, no, they won't. The illegal aliens go in your neighborhood. The, they keep the nice housing for themselves. And then I made the point in Missoula where, you know, they're going to put the, the homeless shelter in in the working class residential community. They're not putting it in the university district or in the rattlesnake. They put it in your neighborhood where your kids have to walk past the drug needles and the human feces on the ground. And, but in New York, you, you're exactly right. Where are they kicking kids out of the schools to house the illegal aliens? in the working class neighborhoods they're not going to the to the up upper uppity uh, neighborhoods in new york oh no no that would make sense and i find it i find it really just oh i don't know just uh, that john jackson uh, might have hurt uh, democrats feelings there uh, that's you know that's really surprising uh because I mean, he never speaks his mind. Or anything, so. <laughs> he's pretty. But, uh, he's pretty reserved. He's pretty. Uh, pretty. You know, he holds back. You know. <laughs> yes. 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 Well, and again, I'd like to be a fly on the wall when you guys are on break. Um, but yeah, real quick. Um, I, what I was going to talk about, Sekdef there. You know, um, and it was real hush hush because he was, uh, you know, having some issues with his hind end, getting operated on or whatever. You know, and and you know, I mean, hopefully he recovers, whatever. But. Uh, you know, by golly, if he was going in there to get his uh, tallywhacker sliced off and and change uh, change that, it would have been front page news. I guarantee you, it'd have been. I mean, they'd have been spreading spreading the wealth all over. Oh yeah, he would have been there with his Darth Vader helmet mask and and plastic shield over his face and everything. I I'd wondered about that too. You know. The Defense Department was claiming, well, it was an elective surgery, and I'm thinking. It was prostate cancer we've now found out. I mean, it wasn't like getting a nose job, uh, you know, or like, well, I, you know, I kind of wanted to get a little tummy tuck. It was cancer. Uh, now, I, I guess, yeah. I guess it could still be technically classified as elective surgery, but it, they were deliberately trying to put a different ring on it. Like, oh, he he went in just for some routine procedure, uh, and, and then for some reason had some complications, and then had to get hospitalized. This was far from routine, and and I got to thinking about it. I was like, wow, it, you know, if 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 they see something like like getting prostate cancer surgery for military personnel, it's just a routine procedure. Ah, it's elective. Ah. But boy, like you said, if you're going to get your tallywhacker uh, uh, lobbed off, they'll pay for it. Saying this is fundamentally important. This is this is necessary medical treatment. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Well, and that, you know, number what number two uh, for chain of command? Uh, by golly, uh, 
gone for a week without telling anybody? Is this your first your first day? I mean, come on, really? She was in Puerto Rico having a nice beach vacation, and then and then they tell her. Uh, hey, uh, by the way, we we need you to cover down on some of the uh, SecDef duties. Oh, why why am I covering down? Don't worry about it. Just uh, just sign here. <laughs> sign here, ma'am. Uh, sign here. That's right. That's right. Good night. All right, buddy. Hey, I guess I'll let you go ahead and, uh, yeah, we're going to have some nice balmy weather. I think they're predicting uh, 48 below uh, Friday night up in our country. So, yeah, that's the That's the Malta, Montana, Glasgow, Montana I grew up in right there. Uh, kids better still that's... be walking to school in that weather. I'll tell you what. I My mom would have gotten mad no at me. illegals. My mom would have gotten no mad at me because I, I still wouldn't have had a hat over my head or, or worn gloves, you know. <laughs> just dumb kids being dumb kids. All right, Jim, great to hear from you. Yeah, apparently what uh, – well, actually, Jim, are you still there? Did, did you hang up already? Yes, sir. Okay. No, so, go ahead. So – the 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 gal never responded to the uh, uh, to the uh, to the Malta complaint Facebook page, but a, but a whole bunch of great folks in Malta were like, "Oh man, today's show was hilarious, man! If you guys missed it, and people are like, oh, I got to go back and listen to the recording from yesterday." I so uh, apparently uh, one of the Simontons had commented on this and said, "Oh, if you missed the part where they were talking about the meat grinder, that was the best part of the whole show. That was hilarious." And so I wonder if that's what what maybe maybe triggered uh, uh, triggered uh, <laughs> this gal. I hope she calls in later today. But yeah, John Jackson was saying, "What is it with John Tester bragging about shoving his hand into a meat grinder? Does this actually sell with people? Like, hey!" I, and so then we were joking. Yeah, I I shoved my hand into a meat grinder. Vote for me. Uh, I shoved the economy into a meat grinder. Vote for me. Like this, this is actually a selling point for liberal Senator John Tester. I mean, he's putting this country into a meat grinder with the open borders right now. Well, he ought to throw in there too. Uh, yeah, I shoved my hand into a meat grinder. Uh, would you like to try some of my jerky? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, don't put that in a care package to the troops if you could. Uh, we'll send them some other jerky. Uh, we'll we'll send them some reminisce Angus jerky or something instead. Uh, that's that's good stuff. All right, Jim. Thanks for sticking around. Great. Thanks for calling in. Great to hear from you here. Uh, 406-294-0970, The number for you. Tim in Billings next up. Tim, uh, what's going on with you? Morning, Aaron. Uh, real quick about uh, Lloyd Austin. You know, the reason that that procedure got delayed so much is they they couldn't distinguish between his head and his rear end. That's the problem. <laughs> so, you know, they couldn't find the break point there. They just couldn't tell where one began and the other ended. But anyway, so what I was calling about is... Um, or the or the puppet masters had something blocking the way. Ah, okay, I'm going to stop there. All right, I'm going to stop. No, I do. I do wish him up to the elbow. I wish him. I wish him the best. Uh, a full recovery, uh, like we would anybody. But man, just complete incompetence in this administration, huh? A full a full recovery, so he can face impeachment charges and uh, and possibly uh, the ridicule for being the worst Secretary of Defense for the rest of his life and being part of this uh, horrendous administration. That's uh, shoving our entire country into the meat grinder. But what I was really calling about was, um, I don't know if you saw this yesterday or not, but Ray, Ray Epps, who was a controversial figure on the darkest day in history, January 6th, you know, when thousands of people went and uh, walked around the Capitol building, a handful went in, even less of a handful were a bunch of idiots and did things that they shouldn't have done and got in trouble for it. And now the DOJ has said that they're going to they're gonna grow it out and they're going to they're gonna track down Everybody else that was even on the ground, they may not have even gone inside, but they still can't find out who planted those bombs at the RNC and DNC headquarters. <laughs> but Ray Epps, who was telling people, we're going to storm the Capitol, 
was 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 inciting violence, was pushing the guardrails into the police officers and trying to get things going, he gets he gets probation. Yeah, we have people who have haven't even been to court yet that are being held in solitary confinement, being held in the most horrendous conditions in this country, being treated worse than than the illegals pouring across our border because. They took their constitutionally guaranteed right to freedom of assembly and to voice their opinion in their in their disgust with their government, and they're being treated worse than any other prisoner in this country. And yet, we're supposed to look at this and think that our country isn't isn't just well. And people were calling this guy out on camera. They were calling out this Ray Epps guy who yep. was in full costume. They made sure to give yep. him a MAGA hat to wear. And and when he was telling people to go enter, yeah, go go in the Capitol, go attack, and they were like, "You're a Fed, you're a Fed man," yep. and, and basically it looks like the federal government basically, you know, was uh, anyway. But Greg Price shared this. I shared this from Greg Price via Twitter. Uh, Ray Epps, the only January sixth protester who actually told people to go into the Capitol, has been officially sentenced to one year probation, five hundred dollar restitution, and a hundred hours community service. While many J6 protesters are rotting in jail for nonviolent crimes, Epps escapes a prison term entirely. Boy, how'd that happen? Wow, how did this guy somehow... Uh, uh, <laughs> I think we all know, don't we, Tim? All right, hold that thought. Your morning cup of Sean. This is the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. In the New York Times, they say, though little discussed by the Biden administration, the Iranian nuclear program has now suddenly been put on steroids. Well, do you think it has something to do with the amount of money that Joe Biden is allowing the Iranians to make selling oil? That the amount of money they're allowing to be transferred into Iran, to the mullahs of Iran? International inspectors are announcing uh, this past December that Iran initiated a threefold increase in their enrichment of, you know, near bomb grade uranium. By rough estimates, Iran now has the fuel for at least three atomic weapons, and American intelligence officials believe the additional enrichment needed to turn that fuel into bomb-grade material would only take a few weeks. Well, that would be a clear and present danger to the world. Great job, Joe. Your morning cup of Sean. This is the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. We all hear the radio ads about the IRS. They tell you to be afraid, to be scared, and they try to frighten you into calling. I'm not here to do that. Tax Relief Advocates is different. TRA is here to tell you that if you owe money to the IRS, whether it's 5000 50000 or 500000 we have a solution. It doesn't matter if you're sitting in your car, at work, or with your kids. No matter where you are, call now. 800-575-9862. Don't lose hope. TRA can eliminate or reduce what you owe to the IRS. There is zero risk to you. If we can't reduce your tax debt, then you pay nothing. Our passion is taxes and helping individuals fix their IRS problems. We have a five-star rating on Google and Yelp and an A-plus with the Better Business Bureau. You don't need to be afraid of the IRS any longer. End your tax nightmare today by visiting us online at TRA.com or call 800-575-9862. That's 800-575-9862. Tax Relief Advocates, real solutions for real people. Securing America. The revelation that Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin underwent prostate cancer surgery just before Christmas and was readmitted to the hospital last week, all without informing the president, has raised major questions about the nation's security during that time period. 
Pentagon Press Secretary Major General Patrick Rogers said Tuesday, Secretary Austin takes full responsibility and has resumed his duties from the hospital. He continues to stay very actively engaged with his senior staff uh, and is, is making important decisions about national security and defense. Ryder says an internal Pentagon review is now underway and that there's definitely things that could have been done better. The White House says the president is sticking by the secretary, while Montana Republican Congressman Matt Rosendale has advocated impeaching Austin, telling Fox... This shows how flawed this administration is and how bad and how severely they have compromised our national... Or Walmart, Walgreens, CVS, and Rite Aid. Navage, N-A-V-A-G-E. Clean nose, healthy life. Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. This is where Montana Talks. All right, phone lines are open, 406-294-0970. Uh, or you can message us on our Montana Talks app. In fact, uh, Jay and Billings sent us an interesting uh, message here. Deputize state and local authorities to enforce immigration laws. Uh, Ron DeSantis thinks it will be, will be necessary. I would not disagree. Uh, the truth, if Washington, D.C. fell off into the ocean and never be seen again, the state's of America could do better in every consideration. In, in every consideration, uh, yeah, there's a real clear politics piece here. Ron DeSantis, as president, I would deputize state and local authorities to enforce immigration laws. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a great uh, concept because. Now, that would never happen under the Biden administration because the Biden administration doesn't even want federal uh, law enforcement enforcing immigration laws. So the last thing they're going to do is empower uh, local authorities to also help with immigration laws. Uh, just uh, i.e. look at how they're suing the state of Texas right now that was simply trying to put up barbed wire, some sort of a speed bump to stop this invasion. All right, uh, let's see. Uh, Peter Ducey, the Fox News White House correspondent, had a couple of great questions for uh, for John Kirby, the guy that they throw up at the podium whenever KG, KJP's having a rough day. So, uh, so Kirby's up there at the podium, and here's the first question that uh, Peter Ducey threw his way. And then he basically gives a, a three-minute-long word salad response. And then Ducey finally has to add, okay, yeah, uh, thanks for all of that, but here's what the real question is. Uh, let's start with the first question. John, what kind of commander-in-chief is President Biden that at a time when American forces are under fire in the Middle East, he can go days without knowing that his defense secretary is in a hospital bed? Peter, there's a lot to your questions. All right. So then the word salad ensues. Uh, then Peter Ducey finally, after giving uh, Kirby plenty of time to give some kind of a response, then then Peter Ducey uh, has to jump in with another question. Okay. Thank you for all the detail on that. But more broadly, why should we believe anything that this administration tells us about anything ever again? I think we all recognize, and I think the Pentagon has been, very, very honest with themselves about uh, the um, the challenge to, to, to credibility by what by what has transpired here and by what and by uh, uh, how how hard it was for them to be fully transparent with the American people. I think we all recognize that. And and wait, wait, wait now, just give me a second now. I, I know you got another one coming here, but but we all recognize that this 
didn't unfold the way it should have on so many levels, not just the notification process up the chain of command, but the transparency issues. We all recognize that. And I think we all want to make sure we learn from that. I, it's up to you and your colleagues and it's up to the American people to determine you know, how much they're going uh, to ascribe what happened here to our credibility on every single issue. But in, in every way, Secretary Austin has been an exceptional defense secretary, and he still has the full faith and confidence of the commander-in-chief. Uh, he has led uh, the department at an incredibly dangerous time for uh, our national security interests and those of our allies and partners. Oh, brother. You know, I, I remember when John Kirby talked about how, yeah, that's not in his swim lane when he was asked an important question once, even though the guy served in the Navy and was apparently an admiral. But that wasn't his swim lane. It was a national security question. Uh, but, you know, for a guy that can't swim, he sure knows how to tread water there, doesn't he? Uh, uh, oh, look at how great the military's been doing here. We are the smallest military in 80 years. They can't meet their recruitment goals because of all the woke political garbage and because of the attacks on their own troops with COVID-19 vaccine requirements and more. Off! Doing a great job. Doing a great job. Christina Wong, who is the national security correspondent for Breitbart News, made a great point. She she argues that the president sets the tone for the whole government. Biden spent more than 40 percent of 2023 on vacation. No wonder. And and then I'll tell you more what she had to say here coming up after your national news update. We'll have phone lines open for you once again.